Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network, a station dedicated to the concept that all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Join Reverend Terry Power HP, Robin McKean, and all the hosts for programming covering a wide range of spiritual topics right here on Blog Talk Radio. drugs. 
Um, I do if I have to, but I don't like to take them. And so I started looking into alternative methods of, um, you know, natural herbs and natural medicines that can help me with certain ailments that I have. So that got me very interested. So I went back to school and I'm in grad school right now and I will be completing my master's uh, by next year in integrative health uh, with a concentration of holistic nutrition and herbal medicine. So starting about three years ago, I started making my own products. (coughs) Excuse me. And I make um, a lot of plant-based products. So my niece, has Lyme disease, and that comes from tick bites. So I started making a tick repellent repellent that is all natural. Uh, I have a bug spray that's all natural. I have tinctures for pain. Uh, I have topicals for pain. So all of that learning that I did throughout my classes and using the products myself really got me very, very into the whole holistic world. Um, And what I was finding was a number of years ago, there was not a lot of places for people uh, in the holistic world to actually showcase their items and sell their items, you know, unless you want to go to the farmer's markets. That was about the extent. So I started... Um, expanding my company so it's not just Charlie Jade it's now Charlie Jade Events and I bring a holistic undertone to all of my events and I have a lot of um, people that come to the events that are very in touch with nature well I I have to say uh, Jenny that um you know, and this is the first time you're on the show, but uh, Hercules and I have been working together for a long time now, and we're actually kind of evolving another whole segment to the show, which is going to be about optimum wellness. And my guest, uh, you know, last month is, is somebody who is, you know, making beetroot botanicals, uh, which is an all-natural oil-based um you know, facial cleansing and moisturizing system. And so now I, I have you on the show. And, and obviously, you know, my first intention was to market the uh, Wizard and Witch Festival that's going to be this Saturday in uh, the shops of Lafayette in Lafayette, New Jersey, because I'm participating as the Amber Dragon. And I'm very excited every time there's an event that that is just so perfectly suited for um, the work that I do. Um, so I, w- I was really happy to get hooked up with you and to be able to, um, you know, maybe continue to, you know, join in in other events that you're hosting. But so now here comes this other whole piece. So, um, so tell me a little bit about, you know, your products and, you know, where are you marketing them and, you know, are they available um, for the general public? All my products right now are available on my website. Um, However, my company is taking a little bit of a turn. Um, So I find it very funny. Uh, You know, the universe has its own mind, and it really throws people together that need to be together, you know. 
Um, So what I'm now doing is uh, because I'm able to actually start seeing clients, I'm starting to see clients on holistic nutrition. I still love to make my products and I still love um, anything to do with herbal remedies. So what I do now is I have where you can create your own herbal creation depending on what it is that you need or want. So I will go ahead and do that, and the prices vary depending on what you want and how many you want. And wow. uh, so, so you have, I'm, you I'm have kind a- of changing my business model a little bit. <laughs> so you actually have a, a like a, a center or a um, a shop that you're actually working out of where folks can come and and meet with you, or no, I don't. It's all online. Um, anyone is welcome to come and see me at any of our shows. You know, I'm always floating around somewhere. Um, so you can definitely come and see me at any of the shows at the witches and wizards festival. We actually will have a booth there as well. So my products will be available there, but I, I want to get more into creating stuff for individuals, you know, so let's say you have eczema and you want a cream to help you with eczema. That's all natural. I'll make you one, you know, and we'll start out with a small jar, make sure it works for you, you know, and we'll work with it and we'll, we'll get it to where you're not putting chemicals in your body or on your body. That's my goal. <laughs> so, you know, there truly is synchronicity in the, in the world, Jenny. Um, I myself have recently been diagnosed with lupus and okay. I've been, you know, picking and, and, and um, picking around at, at trying to find things that are going to work for me because I myself am holistic. I am a, a vegan and I try very hard to manage my inflammation by uh, my diet and, you know, what I put on my skin as well as what I put in my mouth. And so, you know, it's an interesting thing that I would, you know, connect with you because that would be something I'd be very interested in in terms of, you know, seeing what you might have to offer to support um, my, you know, my challenges with inflammation, you know. Well, I I definitely definitely could help you out nutritionally um topically we we have some remedies too that we could go with uh so yeah I, you know i would welcome you as a client if you would like to to talk separately about that for sure i could definitely help you out um well, we're definitely we're definitely going to take this offline at some point now that i i know the dimension <laughs> of you um because it's it's very exciting to me um you know and it it really speaks to the awakening of the universe right now, because to your point, I mean, you know, five years ago, just trying to find this kind of stuff and find people that were, you know, legitimately doing this and not snake oil salesmen, you know, it it was very hard to do. Um, It was, it was very challenging. And, and I utilize a lot of essential oils and I use essential oils in my diet as well as, you know, um, to apply to my body. And, you know, a few years ago, this was, 
you know, this was crazy. This was cockamamie. And now it's so mainstream that unfortunately, absolutely. but unfortunately I think it's gone a little bit in the other direction because now what you have is you have these, you know, the same companies that are producing all of these chemically laden products are now coming out with quote unquote holistic, um, you know, product lines. But when you, you know, when you read the labels, they're really not as holistic as, you know, the, the front marketing label tells you that they are. So to find people that are really grassroots and authentic and, you know, doing it with just the natural products, it's, it's just very exciting, you know. It's, it's it really is. It really is. Yeah. And um, I started slowly doing uh, Facebook Lives, and eventually I'll be doing more and more of those. Um, my life is just a little too crazy right now to start doing that weekly. But I will be showing people how to do things themselves. Um, you can make your own makeup. You don't have to buy it from someone else, and it's all out of natural ingredients. Um, I do it. My niece does it. You know, it's it's so easy to do, uh, and it could become a fun ritual for you to have. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. the people that love it, they love it, and they want to get engrossed in it, and I want to help them get there. So that's pretty much what I'm all about. Um, I also am, um, and this is for – I I usually get looks like what you're what, <laughs> um, but those that are in the holistic arena will know what I mean. But I am a light healer as well, mm-hmm. so I'm getting more and more involved in doing that as well. Wow! So you know, um, you're you're in the right place by showing up on the show tonight, and I'm so glad because we had a little. You know, th- these are the challenges of the universe, right? So we had about it and planned it and then today it looked like it wasn't going to happen and um and yet you know we managed to uh you know to get together on the show and so now you know there's all these additional links i mean i i have a shop uh, in branchville and um we are only open on the weekends but um i do a lot of workshops there and i'm always looking for creative unique opportunities to offer um, the community that calls the dragon home. So, you know, my mind is like already exploding with different opportunities and, you know, having you, you know, come there and do a workshop, you know, where we simply, you know, allow women to put together, you know, something for themselves. If it's a lotion or a, you know, a cream or a, you know, um, a cosmetic of some kind, I think that's just such an exciting opportunity. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that you'd be interested in in pursuing something like that. Oh, absolutely. I could even do, um, not just for women, I could do a sage workshop. Um, I've done them many times before, you know, um, all about smudging, you know, smudging yourself, Mm -hmm. objects, your home. Um, And I give a whole talk about that and about different types of sages. So I've done workshops on that. I could do workshops on nutrition. We can uh, talk about certain diets. I know Mm. that 
you know, myself, I'm gluten-free, um, not by choice, obviously, because it's so much easier to eat gluten. Uh, so uh, it's a necessity. I need to be off of gluten. So mm-hmm. I could talk about that. Um, I would love to have some type of uh, group at your workshop, maybe, or even on here, you know, if people are interested, uh, and and talk about the struggles of being gluten free because it is a struggle. You know, I'm right there with you. You know, I, I've I've been there, I've done it, and I still struggle. You know, yeah. it's not easy in this society. So, knowing yeah. that you have other support out there, I think is important. Well, and, and I am um, I'm gluten free by choice. Uh, because, you know, I, uh, before I was diagnosed, I mean, I've been going through some things over the last few years. And of course, now that I have the diagnosis, it all makes sense. But unfortunately, um, you know, although I see very well-meaning um, uh, healthcare uh, practitioners, everybody was really just kind of staying in their lane, so to speak, and just, you know, diagnosing the one thing that was, you know, most right. prominent. So, you know, now when you put all these things together, um, and I had some DNA testing done that, you know, confirmed that, that I have lupus, but, you know, I went gluten-free um, and vegan about five years ago um, because I was struggling with all kinds of new digestive maladies that I'd never had before. I developed an allergy to to um, to uh, calamari, which I never had before, and that was getting increasingly worse. And um, and then I, you know, I was having all these digestive problems. And my doctor said, you know, I'd like to test you for celiacs. I said, well, you know what? I'm just going to go one better here, and uh, I'm just really going to I'm going to adjust my lifestyle. And so I went vegan, and slowly over the last few years. Um, I've become gluten-free and I, I just, I think there are way more choices now than there ever were. And in fact, oh, again, for sure. in fact, again, now you've got something good like being a vegan and being gluten-free and now, you know, the mass manufacturers have come out with, you know, every treat and snack available that's gluten-free. So it kind of like, you know, you're still eating crap, but now you're eating gluten-free crap. <laughs> yeah, well, I do try not to eat too much of the crap. Um, I am big on potato chips. I don't know why. I, I think I like the salt, um, which yeah. means I'm not getting enough water, by the way. Uh, but with lupus, talking about you and your lupus, um, going gluten-free for you is a wonderful thing because if you are sensitive to gluten, even if you're not a celiac, if you're sensitive to gluten, um, that causes inflammation. Like I literally blow up like a balloon, like my Mm -hmm. whole face. It looks like I was stung by massive bees. That's how my face gets. Um, And I get it all over my body. The inflammation throughout my body is incredible when I eat gluten. So, if you're sensitive to gluten, that will cause more inflammation, which will flare up your lupus. So it's like a domino effect. Right. So um, being gluten-free is definitely a good thing. Vegan, you know, to me, vegan is more of a choice. 
Um, you could always stay off of shellfish or um, seafood, you know, or try different types of seafood. Um, but vegan is more of a, a, a choice. It's a healthy choice, but um, I don't eat like red meat as often as probably I should for my iron because I get it from other sources like spinach mm-hmm. and kale. Um, but I, I love chicken. I'll eat chicken day and night, you know. So yeah, it's and I I was never really a meat eater, but for me, like eliminating dairy was phenomenal because I had I would get so um, bloated between gluten mm-hmm. and dairy. It was it was just crazy. So those yeah, were, I, I had given up dairy. I had given up dairy years and years and years ago. Um, you know, I have my cheats. Just like everybody else, you know, I have my cheats because there's certain things I just love and every now and again I want it, but I know I'm not leaving my house for days after that, you know, um, because I know it does make me sick. So I don't do it as often, um, but, you know, sometimes you just want it, you know, so. Well, and and that's (laughs) exactly. So, you know, I am, like I said, I'm vegan, but... um, if we can't find a decent restaurant, we'll hit a diner and I'll have spinach and eggs. And, you know, uh, that's just the way it works. And I like the, the you know, the protein in the egg. And so, um, so that works for me. And I think that that's exactly right, Jeannie. I think it's all about, you know, being flexible and learning, learning what is going to work with, your unique chemistry kit that you call your body. Exactly. And also, like, when people, because I work with some clients that are overweight and they want to lose weight, and they think that being on a diet is the way to go. And I keep trying to let people know it's, it's not that you have to be on a diet. It's that you have to change your way of thinking as to what you're eating. So it's more of a lifestyle change rather than a diet. You know, you could have anything you really want in moderation, right? You don't go overboard. You have it in moderation. You know, you want potato chips, don't sit down with the bag. Take a handful and have your craving satisfied. You know, it's it's all about... Changing your way of thinking is really what it is. If you want to lose weight or you want to get healthy, that's really what it's about. And it's very difficult. It's not an easy thing um, to do. But if anyone wants to work with me, like, I will be there as your support anytime you want it. You know, I will be with you every step of the way. Well, I think that's it's so refreshing to hear because, you know, a lot of folks are, they're just trying to sell something, you know what I mean? And there's no, there, there's no support afterwards. And, and when you're going through a lifestyle change, I mean, especially, you know, I'm a licensed clinical social worker, so I, I do um, therapy with folks and you try and explain to them that, you know, the pattern of their behavior is as old as they are. So, exactly. You know, yes. To people all the time, you know, I'm not trying to ask your age, but calculate it out. You know, if 
if I'm going to be 56 in a couple of weeks. So 56 years old, I, I do, you develop, you know, choice and rationalization by the age of five. So the, the conscious patterns and unconscious patterns of my life are as old as I am. So you're not doing that. You know, you're not doing a 30-day diet plan and it's going to change your life. You know, the magazines are, are really not accurate. If you make small incremental changes in the choices that you make one at a time, over time, you are in a different lifestyle. And that's how it works. You know, that's that's how you're going to have some some consistency. But you know, we, we live right. in and I think there's different approaches to that too, based on who you are, right? Because not everybody can make a complete change overnight, or you know, follow this to the T, this type of diet to the T. You know, people. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not like that. I could only talk about me. Like I'm not like that. You give me small amount of changes and tell me it's for two weeks and we'll see what happens then. I could do that. You know, I, I'm small. Give me small goals. So that's how I work and that's how I get things accomplished. But I, you know, like so it that. really depends on the person. And I and I like that approach because you know you need some quick wins and you need to feel like you know, you've got some momentum going. And so between the coaching and the, you know, the small goals that you're setting with people, I think you have a, an opportunity to really make a difference. It's, it's such a good uh, thing to, to hear. Are you working with a lot of people now, uh, Jeannie? How, no, how much- I, I, actually, I actually just started taking on clients. So I only have a handful of people. Um, right now that I'm working with, um, nice. you know, and some, some just wanted to lose a couple of pounds for an event that was coming up that they were doing. Um, and some, you know, are long-term, you know, we're, we're working on changing things and sometimes life gets in the way too, you know, so we might take a couple of steps forward and then a couple of steps back but we keep on chucking we keep on working through it you know and we we go through our small goals and we understand we're human you know setbacks happen and we move on you know right I'm uh you know I love popcorn and you know although popcorn is relatively harmless it's not harmless if you eat the whole bag and I will I will eat a whole bag even though it'll make me sick you know, like I will just feel so sick to my stomach afterwards because that popcorn is is all in there. But so I really have to, you know, I really have to control myself. I have to take a bag of popcorn and, and put it in, you know, measurable um, servings in smaller Ziploc bags, you know, or I'll just well, sit and mindlessly graze, you know. Right. And it's mindlessly grazing. So one of the things that I do as well, like, you kind of get a full spectrum um, when you come with me for nutritional uh, counseling. We don't just do like what you should be putting in your body. We do, we talk about and put into action um, some type of exercise program. We put into action mindfulness. We talk about um, all the emotions that go with eating 
And we look at everything in a whole. Because like I said, I'm a holistic nutritionist. So I look at everything in your life and everything in your body. You know, I will read your blood work. I will talk with your um, doctor. Uh, We will work together to make sure that we get you to a healthy spot. And that is that is how I operate. You know, that is what I do. Well, and that's, I mean, that's the key to optimal wellness is really to consider the entire system. So um, right now I'm reading um, The Healing Self by Deepak Chopra. Um, I, I absolutely uh-huh. love his work. And uh, so I have the audio book because um, I have a rather long commute back and forth to work. And so, um, I just, you know, pop the uh, the earphones, the earbuds in my my uh, one ear, and off I go. So I, in that way, I'm able to, you know, make some headway with these books. And so he talks about the body mind, and that it's it's not two separate entities, body and mind. It's body mind, and it's one continuous um, organism. And when we, when we view ourselves in a whole like that, we can consider that, um, you know, we have the power to link, you know, our changes between our body and our mind. And we can actually get the whole system working for us. He also talks about um, the microbiome. And it's just so fascinating to learn about this microbiome and the, the, the colossal impact it has on our lives. Um, you know, the, uh-huh. the millions, millions of cells that live in the uh, microbiome versus the amount of cells that live in our DNA and how important it is for us to maintain that by, you know, by eating in a healthy way and, you know, utilizing our bodies in healthy ways. I do a lot of yoga. Um, I'm a Reiki master, so I work with, you know, meditation and all that kind of stuff and really plugging people into a whole system, you know, so it's not just one aspect of your life. I think that's so important. I agree. So how long have I you been a light worker? Yeah, how long have you been um, doing the light working? Um, probably since I was about nine, (laughs) I've been doing it a very long time. Um, I, I've been a healer my whole life and I think probably the last two years I've been calling on other energies and not just my own because I would use my own energies and I'd wind up, um, getting everyone's ailments, you know, I wasn't Mm -hmm. able to release them. And uh, Mm -hmm. now I'm working more with light energy and angel energy um, that I bring into my healing. So I've, but I've been healing like my whole life. It's just been part of who I am. I'm also going for shaman training, which is awesome. It's so much fun. Oh, that sounds nice. Where are you doing that? Um, I actually do it through Skype. There's uh, a gentleman who lives in California uh, whose name is John. He's excellent. Uh, He's just so good. 
um, so I, I work with him one-on-one to do it. Uh, but there's only so much I can learn right now. You know, taking my master's classes is, is definitely taking up most of my time. And then, you know, I'm running two companies, Charlie Jade and Charlie Jade Events. So that keeps me pretty busy too. And we haven't even gotten to, to Charlie Jade Events, um, which really was (laughs) the impetus for all this was to really kind of promote uh, the event this Saturday. So why don't you talk to me a little bit about um, Charlie Jade Events and um, about the, you know, the Wizard and Witch Festival first, and then we can kind of um, explore what else is going on there in that, that area of your life. Okay. So Charlie Jade Events is um, a company that I had started because, like I said, I wasn't able to find holistic events around, and I wanted to be able to showcase stuff that I was making and give an outlet for others that were interested in it too. And we've been doing it probably for about a year and a half, maybe almost two years now. And our events have slowly been getting more and more successful and people are starting to talk about it and get excited about it. So any event that I do, any festival that I do is always holistic in nature. So the undertone throughout it all is holistic. I always have, readers and psychics there. I always have healers there. I always have people that have plant-based products um, or like steep tea, um, any type of herbal type of creation there. In addition to that, I have opened it up to some direct sales companies. um, So they come in as well. And then I opened it up all crafters um, that would like to come that make their own products because I'm really into handmade products. Uh, So that was more selfish for me. You know, Mm -hmm. I like to shop too. So I brought in crafters that make all handmade products. So what we did with the festivals is we decided to put themes to them. So the theme for this Saturday, the 27th, is Wizards and Witches. It is not just one wizard, not just one witch. Everyone keeps thinking Harry Potter, Harry Potter. There will be some things there that are Harry Potter related, but it's not just Harry Potter. It's not a Harry Potter event because that would infringe on licensing, so we don't do that. Um, But we are we are celebrating any kind of wizard and witch. So there'll be all sorts of activities there. Uh, In the morning, we have a sorting ceremony that's being done by this great organization called Pass It Along. They do a lot of work with uh, teenagers, and they're a nonprofit organization. We will charge $5 at the door. It's limited seating. And all proceeds to that event go to pass it along. Nice. Um, at one thirty, we're having a Magic of Science show. And those tickets are being sold online. Uh, and if we don't sell out, you could buy them at the door as well. And that is going to be so much fun. They show you how to make slime and 
um, they melt the Wicked Witch of the West and they show you electrifying your hair. You know, it, it just, it's going to be so much fun. Um, so that's the magic of science. And then well, throughout there, the day we have, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are there, um, are there ages around these, uh, these events, you know, the sorting and then the, the science, are there, are there age groups that they're, that they're specifically targeting? Are they open to anyone? No, they're open to anyone. Anyone can, can come. Um, even, you know, the little kids, they would love any of this. Um, I think the sorting ceremony probably talks to a little bit older, you know, especially those that know Harry Potter. They'll be very into to that event. Um, but like I said, there's limited seating. You know, we, we don't want people thinking, oh, well, if I stand in line, you know, I'm going to get a ticket. There, there's only so many people we could allow in the room, you know, health codes and all. Um, mm-hmm. But it's open to all ages. I think everybody would enjoy it. Uh, the festival is free to everybody. We have about 30 vendors that will be there. Uh, we have food, uh, the Lafayette House, which is right by the shops of Lafayette. They're actually on the, the end of, of there. They're going to be serving butter beer, both for kids and adults. So um, that will be a lot of fun. And a lot of our vendors are actually doing workshops right at their booths. So I know that we have a potions class going on. We have wand making, spell book creation. There's just so much to do. Um, And then we have a lot of free entertainment. We have a magician that will be traveling around and making balloon animals. Uh, We have a singing group called Pieces of Eight, and they're just so much fun to be around. We'll have a costume contest for both adults and children, and there are swag bags that will be given out as prizes. And I think that's it. I don't know. Oh, we have a photo booth. We have a face painter. Wow. This is going to be so much to do. <laughs> yes, I, you know, and I am setting up there my shop, the Amber Dragon. We're going to have a booth there, and we are doing make your own magical mojo bags and so that's right um, mojo bags i'm gonna get one i love it so for kids and adults you know for three dollars they're going to get a little suede bag um we're bringing uh about four or five different um herbs we're bringing uh little uh tumbled pebbles in um three different stones i think uh we're bringing oils and so the kids are going to be able to pick um, their stones and their herbs, and we're going to put them in little cups for them, and they can blend them with their hands and make their wishes and then put it all in the bag, and we'll drop some essential oil in there for them. And uh, we're going to do family discounts. So, you know, for three or more kids, we're going to reduce price a little bit just to make sure that, you know, kids can have fun and parents can go home with at least money for gas to get home, you know. Um, but it's going to be very exciting. I mean, I, I I just love the fact that it's themed uh, and people know what to expect. You know, we sell crystals, fossils. Um, we also sell tote bags and tapestries and backpacks and fairy skirts. And 
incense. Okay, you got to stop talking because I am starting to think how much money I need to bring. (laughs) I'm like, oh, tapestries too. Oh, I'm going to need to bring more money now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we just, and it's it's fun because, you know, you you bring like a thumbnail of the shop, you know, so it's a 10 by 10 booth. And so my mind has been like racing for weeks to figure out, you know, I, you know, how can I bring a nice little, you know, um, display of everything that we have? So it's going to be fun. We're, we're going to have a lot of items that are priced for kids, um, you know, small little clusters of amethyst and citrine um, for just a couple of bucks and little critters carved out of stone that are $4. And, you know, then we'll have, you know, we'll have some things for the adults too. I've got some, I'll be bringing some tarot and oracle cards and, um, you know, uh, that kind of stuff. But it's just, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a fun event. And um, and I've been looking at the weather and it looks like it's going to be a really nice day. Yeah, the universe is blessing us for sure. Yeah, yeah. So and so now you have other themes and you have other events already planned and scheduled, Jeannie. We're Jenny, yes. Um, Jenny, we. Sorry, that's okay. <laughs> it's how it's spelt. I know. Um, yeah, we have a an, another event coming up in June. It'll be June fifteenth, and that's our magical mystery festival. That is where we celebrate fairies and all the mystical beings that are along with the fairies. So um, I had uh, another company called Faye Island, and I bring my Faye Island fairies, and they tell the kids a story, and then they sing songs and play some games, and it's just a really fun time uh, for the kids. But as usual, my events are all holistic in nature, so we have our readers and our psychics. We have workshops. Um, last time we had some really great workshops going on. We had one on mindfulness. Um, I did a sage workshop. Uh, someone else did one about crystals, learning about what crystals are. Um, so every, every year it's something different that we offer. Um, and that will be at Rutherford Hall in Hackettstown. Uh, so, or Alamucci, it's actually considered. So... That will be a lot of fun, too. And, of course, we have our vendors, and we have uh, food available there as well. Wonderful. So you have quite a full uh, plate, and um, I'm getting even more excited thinking about it all. Um, I know I was thinking about going into the event in June. I'm just, I think from a distance perspective, it's a little far from, um, for the marketing end of, of my shop. but. Um, you know, I'm definitely interested in, in, you know, participating in anything that's around the area because uh, it just supports the whole community, and I think that's so important. Well, we will have a Magical Mystery Festival at the Shops at Lafayette as well. That's scheduled for August 24th. Oh, all right. So really we did cool. one there last year, um, and we'll do it again this year. Very nice. Well, I'm going to be looking forward to uh, to signing up for that because, uh, again, it's anything that moves the community forward. You know, at the Dragon, we um, 
We are basically an open faith community. We do have a fellowship that meets there. Um, you know, we are uh, practicing pretty much all of the um, pagan holidays and festivals and full moons and maypoles and, uh, you know, all well, kinds see, of things. I love it. Yeah. It's, it'll be it's like coming to a Beltane festival, except it's not on Beltane. <laughs> Well, yeah, and, and you know, normally we do our normally we do our Maypole on Beltane. Um, however, the last three years we've had really not so good weather, so we're moving our Maypole this year to um, summer solstice, and we're going to do oh, it good. then. Yeah, so we have a, a you know more of an opportunity to frolic in the you know hopefully in the warm weather because last year we had. We had a great turnout for the Maypole, but it was, you know, it was a driving wind in 50 degrees. And so we were a little challenged by that. But, um, you know, really looking forward to seeing, you know, if we can get it done in warmer weather, how much more pleasant it will be for us. And so for Beltane this year, we're just, we're going to do more of a traditional fire festival. Um, well, that'll be know, fun. Yeah, more along the, the Celtic lines, you know. Um, yeah. So it'll be nice to do that as well and, and change it up a little bit. So Sounds like um, a good time. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I, I'm really looking forward to talking to you more about optimal wellness and, you know, how um, Charlie Jade fits in with uh, the Amber Dragon and also, you know, what we're doing here on Voice of Olympus. Uh, because I'd like to have you on as a guest again and, you know, really, like you said, you know, work with some, you know, specific topics that we can, you know, build into a conversation and we'll market it, you know, that the that the talks that night, the topics that night are going to be, you know, A, B, C, and D so that the listeners are aware as well. Um, we're not set up for call-in, but... Um, you know, it would be interesting to, you know, get some maybe questions ahead of time that people might have um, or, you know, the frequently asked questions about certain, um, you know, nutritional issues or dietary issues or illnesses and maybe build something like that. Would you be interested in doing something like that? Sure, absolutely. We'll definitely need to talk more. Yeah, we really will. And and I, I am being mindful of the time because I know that um, you were concerned about the time tonight. And I, I think we've already gone way over what uh, you had thought you were going to be on. So <laughs> you know, I, I just, you know, want to thank you because, uh, you know, your energy, your energy is just great. And um, I'm really looking forward to meeting you in person on Saturday and coming over and checking out all that good stuff that you're going to have for sale at your booth. Absolutely. And I'll be wandering around. So you'll see me. I'll, I'll stop by your booth. I'll probably be okay. buying some, some tapestry and crystals. Cause you know, that's, that's my thing. That's my jam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, when you're, if you're doing energy work, I mean, you know, incorporating the crystals in that healing work it just amplifies everything it's just a beautiful thing absolutely absolutely i agree 
Okay, well, thank you so much for having me on. I can't wait to meet you on Saturday, and I hope your listeners come out and enjoy the day. Well, thank you. And just real quick before you go, just okay. tell us um, your contact information, anybody listening who's interested in um, reaching out to Jenny and, and getting some information from her or hooking up and, and becoming a client, what's the best um, links or contacts for them to reach you? Okay, so the best email to reach me at is G-E-N-I at Charlie, C-H-A-R-L-I, Jade, J-A-Z-E dot com. It's the best way to reach me, or you can reach me on my cell phone, 908-500-9359. If I don't answer the phone, please just leave a message, and I'll get back to you within 24 hours. Great. And if people want to check out um, your website to see your products, uh, where would they go? That would be www.charliecharli jadejaze.com. Fantastic. And are you on Facebook also with S. Charlie We are. We are. We're under Charlie Jade 123. Okay. All right. So thank you so much. uh, Yeah. Thank you, Hercules. Thank you, Linda. All right. Thank you very much. And I really look forward to, to seeing you in person on Saturday. And bright blessings to you. You too. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bright blessings and much success. Bye-bye. Wow, that was an awesome uh, segment, Linda. Um, what do you call it? We'll take a quick uh, break uh, and uh, stretch a little bit. I'll refresh my coffee, and then we'll be back for part two of the Amber Dragon podcast. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you.
of the cauldron's brew and magic she will give to you. You will dance in the eye of the storm, your Caridwen's children, the cauldron born. Greetings and welcome back, Linda. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well, Hercules. I'm still supercharged from our last guest. Yes, uh, very awesome. And uh, during the break, Athena and I were discussing the possibility of dropping by on Saturday. Uh, So if we could fit it in, we will be there. (laughs) Oh, that'd be great. I mean, like I said, I mean, this is a new new event for me, but um, the more... um, we just talked to Jenny. I mean, the more excited I got, you know, I, I didn't realize the depth of, you know, her involvement in the wholeness community and her commitment to the wholeness community. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm really just super excited to be a part of it and to have the dragon represented there as well. So, you know, all and good things. I, yes, it seems so. And I'm looking forward to, uh, um, looking what the mobile dragon is like, and uh, what do you call it? Uh, <laughs> it it'll be fun. Um, now, you had mentioned uh, while you were talking to uh, uh, Jenny that uh, um, you were interested in doing call-in as part of the show. Would you like to do that? Oh, actually, I would love yeah, to do, love that. To do yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, I, I think um, it yeah, I think it. I think it adds a whole new dimension, you know. And and you know, I I do a lot of uh, public speaking and uh, you know a lot of workshops and and groups. And there's just such a heightened energy when it's interactive and when people can actually get involved. There's just so much more investment um, in the whole process. So to be able to kind of open up a format like that. Um, on the show, I think it really would, you know, get people out of the trees a little bit, you know what I mean, and um, have their voices heard and their questions answered, their comments. I, I just think it's, uh, it's exciting. We can do that in uh, three or four steps, and we could start as soon as uh, you'd like. We could start with the next show, if you'd like. Uh, CAC and Marlene. Uh, who have uh, an optimal wellness uh, show uh, on our Olympian podcast as well. They tried it uh, recently. We had one person call in uh, and uh, they had friends who had um, uh, emailed questions that were answered. Uh, And also I had a bunch of questions. So uh, that's how we started it there. Uh, And we can learn from what happened there and uh, try it on the uh, Amber Dragon podcast in uh, May. That'd be great. That'd be really good. Okay, onwards. That is fantastic. I'm looking forward uh, to that. Um, now, 
we had talked before, and I'd like to continue the conversation a little bit about uh, having a separate optimal wellness uh, um, show. Uh, because you are involved in uh, the healthcare field, uh, and you're also involved in a lot of uh, holistic uh, disciplines um, where you help people in you know, both traditional and non-traditional uh, ways. And your knowledge is deep and vast. So uh, um, I, in, instead of just interviewing other people and learning what they're doing, uh, I'd like to tap into more of what uh, you're doing because you're doing great things. Well, thank you. And, you know, it's, um, it's always been a passion of mine, and uh, it's always been an intuitive process of mine. So I'm, I'm sure this is, you know, past life stuff that I'm, that I'm still working out this time. But um, now it's become all the more personal because of the pursuits that I'm on for my own health. Um, not that, you know, I wasn't always mindful of my own health, but... Um, you know, I, I'm personally facing some challenges getting to know the new norms uh, yes. in my body and getting to appreciate and respect um, my somewhat human limitations, you know, which is a little hard for a dragon to appreciate. But, um, you know, I'm doing the best I can. By uh, incorporating, a, a, you know, an optimal wellness segment, I think it really just, you know, support, you know, the whole evolution of what we've been doing together, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I agree. And uh, I'm seeing so many different uh, directions in which uh, we can go. Uh, here in um, Tenafly, I'm the champion of uh, the Tenafly Mayor's Wellness Campaign. And our mayor recently uh, posted in our borough newsletter uh, that he'd like folks to get more involved. So every year, year and a half or so, I've done something uh, of longer, short duration to uh, help uh, people focus on fitness. So I figured uh, now I have uh, the podcast and uh, I'm doing a lot of things that uh, I wasn't doing yet before. Uh, so this uh, affords me a greater opportunity uh, to spread uh, awareness. And uh, I've been uh, trying to spread word of what is already going on in my community. And that has taught me uh, a valuable lesson. There are so many good things happening that you can't possibly keep track of them all, even in your own uh, uh, community. And that fits very powerfully with the message that we're trying to spread out there, that yes, there's a lot of challenges uh, uh, in our world. And yes, there seem to be many very disturbing things uh, um, happening and indeed happening, but um, there's still a lot of good things happening as well. And uh, just to open one's eyes and Astrid uh, has been introducing that into the show by showing all the wonderful opportunities that are available in Sussex County. And right. uh, so this fits right in uh, because there are, there are a lot of opportunities to uh, not only uh, become more well, uh, but to open your eyes um, psychologically and spiritually and to experience a richer, deeper, vaster life. And, and I agree, Hercules, and I think it's really, you know, even as, even as um, healers and those of us in the healthcare field, it's very easy to fall into the, the pattern of always being a giver, 
of always <laughs> running the group, scheduling the um, activity, you know, facilitating it. And, and there's a very different energy about participating. And right. so I think, you know, one of the messages that I'd like to really communicate, you know, out there and to kind of work with, you know, as we move forward in this show is the heal the healer kind of a concept. And, yeah. you know, we have to remember that empty vessels fill no one. And, you know, although, you know, there's a lot of, you know, um, accommodations that you get from people when you're working hard to get something done and everybody acknowledges you. In the end, it may cost you more um, physically, mentally, and emotionally than you're actually receiving by, you know, getting the accolades of all these people that are just so thrilled, you know, that you're always taking on the mantle of what needs to be done. So, you know, caring for yourself, taking the time, spending the resources on yourself um, to kind of build that foundation of wellness, it's so important. Um, because without it, you know, we crumble too. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we're not exempt just because, um, you know, we put up a good fight and we like what we're doing and we're, you know, always in the service of others. I mean, we're still humans and so we still have to, um, you know, be mindful. So. I think that that's also a direction to go in, you know, um, is is to really kind of target the healing um, audience and, you know, really kind of put some resources in a place for them because we're the folks that never access the resources that we're telling everybody else about because we're so busy making sure – you know, we're providing resources that we never tap in. Um, so I'd like to kind of, you know, even on a, a mutual support kind of basis, get something going where, you know, we are healing the healers. That is a very good point. Uh, um, most recently in uh, my life, uh, we had uh, um the unfolding adventures with uh, my aunt who uh, her dementia was getting progressively uh, worse. And uh, I went to a support group uh, once though with the uh, JCAA, the JCC, I'm sorry, uh, here in Tenafly. And uh, um, I learned a lot from going, but then once I went, I didn't feel the need to go again because it's like, okay, this is the the people who are dealing with this most successfully. uh, This is how they're approaching it. Uh, I don't want to go down the road that these folks uh, seem to have gone down, so I'm not going to do that. And so I got a lot out of the session that I went to. But then because uh, I was in the business for many years, uh, I didn't feel the need to go back for the support because it it was kind of like, I don't know what to do. I've never dealt with something exactly like this before. Okay, I see now. And and then went off and did what I could do. And, and things did improve after that on very many uh, levels because we knew what to expect. And we knew that the things that seemed so extreme to us were actually normal. And, and that's, that's one of the sad occupational hazards about being in this field and also working the way we work. It's very hard to be a participant 
because we can't unknow what we already know, right? Right. So it's very hard to switch gears and go from the person at the front of the room to somebody in the circle and to really kind of give yourself permission not to feel an obligation to be doing something except mm-hmm. receive, you know, and it's about receiving. And I, So last week at the Dragon, um, I had a very, uh, um, you know, a, a very um, appreciated opportunity. You know, one of uh, the fellowship is going to school. She's getting her degree in social work, and uh, it's Noelle. And she is, um, as part of that, she's also kind of minoring in mindfulness. And so one of the courses that she's taking this semester um, required her to teach um, a group of people about one of the aspects of mindfulness um, and yoga that she's learning. And so, of course, the Fellowship of the Dragon, you know, we're always willing to volunteer. And so mm-hmm. uh, she actually led meditation last Thursday night. And so, there oh, was wow. a, a, you know, yeah, there was this, uh, this opportunity to actually just be present and not obligated to actually do anything. And I, I was so excited by the whole thing, you know, that when we got to the point where, you know, we get to assume the position, you know, and get yourself comfortable to get ready for the meditation, I, I basically just dove into the, you know, into my space in the circle so much so that, you know, the other folks around were like, you know, you, you getting cozy in there? You know, I was just, it was all about me. And, uh, and I really just enjoyed myself. So, um, you know, I hear you. I, you know, so many times in my life I've gotten involved with or tried to get involved with something that was a support group. And it was only a matter of time before I was either, you know, running it or um, had gleaned everything I could get out of the actual process of it and mm-hmm. then ste- stepped away. So definitely an occupational hazard for us. And I, I yeah. think one of the one of the ways around that really is to step outside your comfort zone and get involved with something that you know nothing about. Nothing, you know. Obviously, something in the genre that you're looking, you know, to expand on, but something that you haven't done, and and that's going to be hard for you, Hercules. But yes. something that you haven't. Any research on, okay? Just pick a topic that this sounds exciting to me or I don't know anything about this and go join that. Um, You know, because at least it's going to give you enough of a pause to, you know, just be present and participate at least until you figure out the metrics for yourself and then you're going to be off and running. But, um, but that, that's really my recommendation. That's a good recommendation. In fact, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, therapeutic minds think alike. I, I've actually picked a couple of things that uh, I don't know very much about, uh, but I felt that uh, maybe I should. Uh, so I've started uh, gathering resources together, uh, and I started uh, reading. And uh, you know, again, I'm I'm 60 now, uh, so my learning curve is uh, kind of uh, steep at times. 
but uh, I've resolved to do these things. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, just again, just to shift my perspective, just open me up to new uh, possibilities. Um, but it is good to every now and then, you know, move in a direction you hadn't anticipated and see what happens. Um, he, since moving to Tenafly, it's been uh, uh, political. Uh, that's something I've fiddled with before and gotten involved with before, uh, but never to the extent that uh, I have now. And even though it's a minor post, I'm an elected official now. So, and I have uh, uh, political ambitions as well. So that was a new road that, uh, and I found oddly enough, Linda, that uh, I felt more comfortable sitting in like a mayor and council meeting or, you know, in a political meeting uh, than I feel in a lot of uh, places in terms of feeling a sense of belonging. So that surprised me a great deal too. Right. Right. Um, And, and you know what, I, I just think that when we aspire to, uh, to greatness, we're going to achieve greatness. And the more, you know, and the more service-oriented that is, I think the better it is for for the whole community. And so when you talk about, a, you know, there's no such thing as a minor politician. You know, there's no such thing as a little role in politics because, um, you know, even the smallest voice makes an impact when you're, you know, when you're out there because you're, you know, you're not a small voice. You are representing um, a lot of people that don't, you know, we can't all get into the room, right? Right. But we we can get into the room if we get into your head because that's what puts us there. And, you know, you're the kind of person that, you know, you have an expansive mind and you have a very reflective soul. So you're somebody who's going to bring a lot of people into the room. You're not self-serving. You don't have your own particular agenda. Um, so I think that Tenafly can feel really good about that and well, feel that, you know, that they're being, they're being represented in, in a very good way. Thank you very much. And yes, I, I want to represent uh, the people to the best of my ability and, uh, um, Actually, uh, during uh, my workshops at the uh, Dragon, uh, just as Astrid has uh, um, teamed up with me and we're doing political things, um, Siouan has uh, teamed up with me to address uh, environmental and animal-related things. So um, I started something and uh, got in contact with uh, uh, people and organizations and activists and, and so forth. And now I'm writing something for our um, borough's newsletter about it. Uh, so this way we can start addressing uh, um, certain things that are not unique to New Jersey, but New Jersey you know, is right now facing these things uh, and seeing what we can do to uh, improve things for uh, uh, not only the animals, but for people as well. Uh, and we're trying to spread awareness of certain uh, um, practices uh, that could make life better for you know both uh, two-legged and four-legged uh, um, spirits who are inhabiting the New Jersey uh, um, landscape. So 
it's through these, these conversations and by connecting uh, with people. And the Dragon is a great place uh, to uh, connect. Uh, there are so many great uh, people there uh, who, um, as you said earlier, you know, they're not uh, um, there uh, solely for themselves, but uh, part of what they're all about is what can they do for the community? What can they do for the people uh, around them? Uh, and that's always been a very big part of my uh, Olympian spirituality. The hero tales of old, you know, they had the choice of uh, Hercules. Um, Hercules, uh, on his road to Mycenae, um, met uh, Areti and Kakia. And that's usually uh, translated as virtue and vice, but it's a bit more than that. And they gave him a choice um, because he had an unfolding destiny. Would he use his strengths to... Um, enrich himself and not focus on his community or would he um, put his community first? And of course he put his community uh, first, but that's a choice we all make every single day. You know, how are we going to use our abilities? How are we going to use our, our talents? Are we going to help empower people or disempower them? And so it's a constant process. And I think, you know, I think it's, it really has to be a, it has to be a, a balance of that. Um, again, you know, to be totally always, you know, um, producing and providing, it, it gets very weary, you know, on the, mm-hmm. on the body, the mind, and the soul. So to have that balance, and it's certainly not easy to do. I mean, you know, to your point, I'm, I'm 56 in two weeks and you're 60, and we're still figuring this out. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's still days. There's still days where I, you know, I have no clue where I'm supposed to be, what hat I'm wearing, and what I'm presenting because I've, you know, mm-hmm. overbooked myself to the, to the point of confusion. So, I mean, it's it's always a lesson learned, but um, but there's so much value in the journey, you know, um, and we we just can't take that away from from ourselves, but. Um, it's time to start to incorporate all that, you know, I mean, and to really look at ourselves as whole uh, unique beings that have a tremendous amount to offer just by virtue of the fact that we've successfully negotiated the planet for this long and we're not insane. (laughs) That's a unique and powerful way of of saying that. Um, I don't know if you're finding this, but I've been finding that, uh, lately, uh, although I'm doing a great deal, and I, I tend to overbook myself also, figuring out between now and next Monday was a very challenging uh, task that took a, a few days. Um, and now we want to come to the Wizards and Witches uh, Festival, Lafayette Village as well. So we'll, we'll make it happen. Uh, but I'm finding that less is more. So as I'm moving ahead, there's a lot of things I do that I like doing or that I've done for a very long time or even always. Uh, but I've been asking myself the question, do I really need to you know, do this? And right. uh, it's always difficult for me to let go of things, you know, of the, of the past, um, especially traditions and spiritual uh, type of uh, ways of, of doing things. Uh, but I'm finding that uh, I need to because there isn't enough time before me 
to do all the things that I would love to do and that I've, that I'm already doing to some extent. So I have to ask myself, which of these things is like really, really important? Which of these things is core uh, to who I am and what I'm all about and leaving it open to learn new things, but still what, what should I spend my time on? So, and I'm finding every time I let go of something, I feel uh, empowered. So that's been an interesting journey too. Because usually we spend our lives acquiring, not uh, releasing. Right, right. And, you know, um, and this was the point of the meditation on Thursday that Noel did, right? So we did this really lovely meditation about um, releasing things and letting go of things. And so we made this journey up a mountain with um, a backpack that was a little you know, too heavy to be comfortable and the realization that, you know, in order to make the journey um, and to get where we wanted to be, we were going to have to let some things go. Um, And, you know, when I started the journey, I I started it like everyone, you know, and oh my goodness, you know, I have to take things out of the backpack. And, you know, initially there's always extra purpose stuff in there so it wasn't a big deal and then she you know as you're ascending she's making it more challenging for you to you know because now there are less items and so now you know what are you going to pick and you know I had this epiphany as I was going up the mountain that um, you know maybe I wasn't taking out things that I no longer needed Um, maybe I was taking out things that other people now needed Mm. and so maybe instead of releasing burdens I was releasing gifts and things that could be of value to somebody else coming up behind me on the path and that simple shift moved everything forward and suddenly I couldn't take enough stuff out of the backpack because you know, when I thought about it in those terms, you know, all of a sudden I was all in. And the idea of winding up at the top of the mountain completely empty-handed um, so that I was in the position to receive um, while feeling like I had, you know, given something of benefit to someone else, it really was a very powerful journey to look at it that way. So I think... I think that's the lesson learned for us, Hercules, that, you know, we may not be letting go of something because it's a burden. We may be letting go of it because somebody else needs it more right now than we do. That is a profound way of uh, looking at things and uh, well worthy of meditation. (laughs) So I will definitely meditate on that um, later tonight and uh, tomorrow morning. Um, meditation is something else that I found uh, uh, is becoming now like very uh, enjoyable to me. Um, I've spent my life mostly doing uh, and not uh, being. And uh, the few times I've t- tried to be uh, and not do, I felt like I was stuck, you know, <laughs> in like uh, mm-hmm. with- places that everybody else seems to feel stuck and I didn't like it at all. I didn't, you know, like being uh, in the moment when there was a, a plethora of moments, uh, you know, past, present, future, you know, for me to, to explore. 
Um, but now I'm finding that even though I'm still a doer and I still get my uh, energy and my joy from uh, doing, um, two or three times a day, I like to set aside for a meditation. Uh, and this isn't a long time. It's anywhere between five and 20 minutes each session. Mm, uh, right. But it keeps me centered uh, and uh, it keeps me clear uh, for uh, much of the day. Uh, and I find that I have a lot more quiet uh, energy, um, you know, to, with which to uh, do. <laughs> um, and uh, um, I, I find that uh, that's like become one of my life's uh, great pleasures now. Those, um, just like I enjoy working out, I enjoy just not working out and just like um, retreating deep within myself and, and staying there for a while. Yeah, and, you know, that's that's completely, you know, in sync with the Buddhist uh, mentality that, um, you know, we need to stay centered. And so, you know, in any Buddhist community, uh, there is the ringing of the bell. And so anytime um, they hear a bell ring, they stop what they're doing and they turn inward and they regroup and they refocus. And, you know, a nice technique to start to do with something like that, you know, is really, you know, set your technology to help you out. So use your cell phone, set an alarm um, that, you know, rings a bell, you know, every hour or every 45 minutes or every two hours, you know, whatever your goal is, and utilize that bell as your, your point of reference to stop and go inward whether it's for three breaths or 30 minutes, um, the body registers the same amount of quality impact in three breaths as it's going to do in 30 minutes if those three breaths are quality, if they're good. Um, And, you know, and when we talk about mindful meditation, we talk about, you know, um, meditating in a way that we use a mantra meditation. And so, you know, one of the easiest ones to say is so hum. And basically, when you say that, it becomes the trigger to slow your respirations down, slow your heart rate down, and slow your vision of the world down. And that's what's so appealing, I think, especially to healers, is that concept of giving yourself permission to slow everything down. And you can do that, you know, if you define it as meditation, because meditation is very, you know, in and of itself, it's still very purposeful, and it's a, it's a productive activity. Um, you can't just say, you know, what, I'm just not going to do anything right now. Maybe your mindset isn't going to allow you to do that. But if you say, I'm going to meditate for five minutes, it will accept that. Um, but it's a great way to, you know, bring you back to wholeness, bring you back to, you know, what matters. You know, we, we meditate on, uh, on this a lot at the Dragon. Um, you know, I do a lot of guided meditations there. And one of the, the more recurring themes as part of the process, whatever the journey is that we go on, is, you know, coming back to the only two things 
that we really own right now are our breath and our heartbeat. Mm. So if we focus on our breath and our heartbeat, we're focusing on everything and nothing all at the same time. Wow, you've given me a new uh, techniques to play with. So uh, um, I'll be keeping busy uh, with those for quite a while. Um, there was a book I found. I, I've read it like many times in my life. Uh, Herbert Benson, Beyond the Relaxation Response. And, of course, he'd written the Relaxation Response and uh, a few other books before then. Uh, but it was a scientific attempt to... Um, demonstrate and quantify the benefits of meditation, and it also uh, popularized uh, understanding of the placebo effect. Ah. So I, I like reading that book every now and then, and, and uh, uh, I followed the suggestions for many years. Then I started playing with it <laughs> on my own and do you know, experimenting with different things. And I found that you don't need to uh, restrict what you're using as a mantra to a phrase or to a word or, or whatever, that you can actually, um, if you can find affirmations uh, that your mind can readily believe, uh, you can use those instead, like make it into a poem or, a, um, you know, a series of, uh, of uh, um, statements of fact. You know, you, you, you can play with it until you find what uh, works for you. Uh, but I find it's helped me develop kind of like a, a credo in terms of what my personal beliefs are. And yeah. then as I'm using that as a mantra, it allows me to reexamine my beliefs two or three times a day and uh, to lead to changes in my beliefs, <laughs> not two or three times a day, but in time. Uh, and I find that very helpful. I find like it's, look, it's like looking in a mirror uh, and you're deep within, so you're in the alpha, maybe like deeper into the theta, or you know, you're somewhere floating around there, uh, and it becomes easier, um, you know, to do uh, the type of inquiry that your conscious mind or, or your beta brain waves would like start messing with and taking apart and analyzing and you know, not letting you uh, explore that deeply. Right. I mean, those are, you're also defining the absence of astral travel. I mean, when we go that deep into, you know, into our, our meditative state and we're using our breath to kind of be the vehicle for us, um, we really transcend our flesh and bones and blood a little bit. And, you know, they're, of course, they're kept completely safe. Nobody's really you know, going outside of their body in a physical sense, but it allows you to travel beyond, you know, the the ego and the id and rational thinking, and that's really where we take off. I mean, that's that's where our dreams live. It's also where our connection to the divine lives, um, and it's it's a vital part of who we are and you know, what drives us while we're on this planet. And so to take the time to really reconnect with that is, uh-huh. you know, really to, to reconnect with the inner God in you. Um, and however you define that, it's, it's a limitless, you know, in terms right. of the opportunities. 
that that is an interesting uh, um, doorway into uh, a discussion uh, that I seldom get uh, to have. Um, we're so imbued with uh, the astral, even in beta brainwaves, that we're not right. living in the real world or the the world of nature. We haven't been for thousands of years. We're living in you know the astral plane. Uh, so even though the molecules and the atoms and everything is denser here and it takes longer for things to happen, uh, we are living in imagination, which is an astral uh, function. Um, we are using a language that's invented. We're wearing all sorts of uh, uh, clothing that uh, we invented. We're living in structures that we invented. Uh, we're, we have beliefs that we invented. Uh, and so everything around us and everything uh, on us uh, and many of the things uh, within us, including our beliefs, are, are inventions. They started off in imagination and uh, they took many hands to actualize and to anchor uh, that uh, uh, imaginal image into uh, physicality uh, to become part of our uh, uh, our daily life and we look around and we invent and we imagine and we take things that were made all over the place by people who had nothing to do with each other and we arrange these things like look at the dragon the dragon is a work of imagination it's a work of art because there's all these things in there uh, that are from all over the place and then your imagination uh, has uh, transformed them into the dragon so th those are all astral uh, functions and the astral plays a much greater role in our daily lives than we'd like uh, to give it credit for. Right. And, you know, it's, it's such, it's a magnificent it's a skill set, and it's one that we're actually born with. Um, and as children, we utilize that skill set a lot, right? We yes. have imaginary friends. We can fly. We can soar. You know, we can do anything. I mean, when you watch children playing, they are just so engrossed, whether they're playing with one another or they're playing separate. It doesn't matter. It's, it's as quality and experience. And it's not until, you know, we've talked about this, the age of five, where we hit rational thinking that, you know, the, the, the veil closes and, you know, we start to, you know, listen to the ideas of others telling us that, you know, our imaginary friend is just that. And, you know, we need to, you know, come into the real world, right? Yes. Snap out of it, this kind of stuff. And yet, you know, there's so many lessons we can learn from children. So I'm going to start actually to incorporate some workshops that are specifically designed for kids at the dragon awesome. and, um, yeah, so this weekend, I mean, I've been talking about this for a long time, but, you know, I talk about a lot of things and I do um, just, a, a, you know, a minimal amount of the things that are swirling through my head. And so um, one of our fellowship um, members has a young daughter who um, frequents the shop. And she actually participated in a, a beautiful, very simple um, ritual that we did. She's three. And um, mm -hmm. she did such a magnificent job. And we were talking about, you know, um, putting together a, a Dragonstone workshop for kids. And so, you know, um, she has not forgotten that. And so she keeps asking her dad, you know, 
on when she's coming back and when we're going to do this workshop. So um, I woke up on um, Sunday morning and um, I'm sorry, I think it was Saturday morning and I was woken by Sarai. He is the dragon of the East, the intellect and thought. And basically Mm -hmm. he just, you know, tapped me on my head and said, you know, let's go, let's write this, this workshop and be done with it. So I've now created um, the workshop format for um, Dragon Magic for Kids. Um, And I'm going to introduce them to the four elemental dragons, Sarai, Fafnir, Nalyon, and Grail. And um, they're going to be able to pick um, a stone to represent each one of those elemental dragons. And so they'll have a dragon stones in their pouch and you know we're going to learn the very practical um, connections that we can make with our dragons that can help us so for example Sarais is all about you know wisdom and intellect thought so Sarais would be the dragon that you want to call in when you're doing your homework or you have a big test at school Um, you know, and bring that elemental energy into very practical, functional ways that you can carry with you all your life. You know, I mean, you know, we're always chastising children, but, you know, the dragon is just filled with people that are walking around with crystals in their bra and crystals in their uh-huh. hand and you know, magic dragons and, you know, special familiars. And so we still do have the skill set. Um, but I'd like to really be able to have the dragon become a place where um, kids can harvest those skills also. So we're going to throw it out there this summer and, um, and see what we can do with um, Dragon Magic for Kids. Um, Sarah Ice wanted me to go so far as to write a book. Um, awesome. I don't know that I'm ready. I don't know that I'm quite ready to write a book, maybe a booklet, but um, so that's, that's now on my radar to, you know, maybe turn this workshop into a, a children's uh, story that can actually maybe be brought to, to print. So um, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm going to offer the first one in June. They're going to be on Sunday. Um, it's going to be a Sunday in June uh, at 1 o'clock so that um, parents can come with their little ones, and depending on the depending on the interest level, um, if we have varying age ranges, I might do one for the wee dragons at one o'clock, and then um, a version for kids that might be a little older. Um, you know, like anyone that's above the age of uh, six or seven, maybe, um, so that the older kids get a little bit more of a a hands-on experience with calling the elements in. Um, but more to come and uh, really excited about it and, and hoping that uh, that the community shares my excitement. It sounds exciting to me and um, I can actually help out with this uh, initiative. I've been running role-playing games for uh, kids of all ages, including adults, for decades. Uh, and uh, recently there was a, a newspaper article written about uh, the the adventure that I run in the uh, uh, Cresco Public Library. 
So uh, I'm in the process of uh, taking years worth of experience and um, basically make it into a series of uh, workshops focused primarily but not exclusively on uh, uh, Greek and other mythologies. So you and I can have a conversation about that one day. And uh, I'll send you, I'm writing a proposal actually, uh, uh, and uh, um, I should be finished with it in a day or two. So I'll just uh, CC you. Oh, that would be amazing, Hercules. Yeah, you're just, now you're on my radar too, because anybody who could help me um, bring this new and very exciting aspect um, to life, I would greatly appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited, and uh, it, it would be nice to uh, uh, do something in your playground of uh, dragons and crystals and uh, uh, magical things. It sounds uh, very, very exciting, and there is a thirst for that, and we see that in the books. Uh, my wife and I go to Barnes & Noble fairly often, and of course, now that we've discovered the wonderful uh, used bookstore in Branchville, uh, we're there once a month, uh, so uh, uh, there are so many uh, books uh, that uh, show that there is indeed a thirst for magic, a thirst for imagination. So uh, I think that uh, uh, the stories that unfold at the drag would make an excellent book. Well, and thank you, Hercules. And, and you know that my, my belief on this and my, my theory is that, you know, we are not learning, we are awakening and remembering. Yeah. And I think, you know, children definitely have a lot to teach us with being able to um, accept with an open mind and an open heart all of these concepts. You know, when, when we do workshops for adults, we have to spend a lot of time um, getting them to suspend their disbelief. So we spend right. a lot of time, quote, unquote, introducing the concepts that we're talking about because we've got to get their um, – their intellect and their super ego to buy in. You know, we've got to get that, that suspension of disbelief to be firmly put in place before we can go on with the actual content of the workshop. Whereas, you know, when you work with children, you know, it's, it's quite the opposite, right? You've got to keep reeling them back into the one topic that you're talking about because, you know, I can just imagine, you know, okay, we're going to be talking about dragons. There's going to be kids chasing fairies around because, you know, they're all over upstairs in the sanctuary. And um, so it, it's going to be really exciting to, to see um, how it evolves and, um, you know, what we can uh, do in writing about it as well because because um, it's all good stuff. And there's, there's a lot of kids um, that are connected to the adults that come to the dragon. So there is a level of um, acceptance of this already out there in the community. Yes. Um, I'm also doing gigs with uh, enrichment companies um, that uh, focus on after school programs and uh, like assemblies and things like that. And uh, one of the ones I'm doing is called uh, uh, adventure quest. Uh, so oh. today was the first uh, class. So today, uh, um, uh, we, we discussed like who their heroes are and why and what type of hero uh, they would like to be. And we had everything from a human unicorn to uh, a superhero. <laughs> so you know, di different kids came up with different uh, concepts. And some of the concepts were uh, based on popular culture. Other uh, concepts were based on uh, uh, fairy tales and folklore. 
uh, and then um, uh, we made uh, devices. So, you know, I gave them uh, uh, certain materials and uh, either by drawing or by putting things together, uh, they created devices. So uh, they created with these simple materials like uh, devices that could find buried treasure or make uh, wishes happen mm-hmm. like a magic wand or put people to sleep. Mm-hmm. And came up with what they were doing. And now it's going to unfold, you know, with uh, activities, but as an interactive story. Uh, and uh, yeah. so for uh, whatever, however long this lasts, I figure nine to 12 weeks, um, there'll be every time there'll be a different adventure and the story will continue and, you know, who knows where it'll go, but they'll be exercising their imagination and thinking outside yeah. the box yeah. and uh, showing leadership abilities and developing team mm-hmm. spirit because they're going to have to work together to succeed. You know, so I'm, I'm very excited and the kids seem very excited after the first session today. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. You know, let me know if you uh, if you want a visiting witch to come and talk about dragonstones or something like that, because it's uh, it sounds like a lot of fun. That uh, I most certainly will, and uh, we can do that at the uh, Cresco Public Library, where I've been doing this for several years now. And uh, they're come every month, and the stories the story has been unfolding for all these years too and uh, we had a lot of the Greek mythic adventures and then we went into outer space for a while because the planets are named after the Greek uh, Olympians and we adventured on the different planets and uh, I introduced them to all the uh, fantasy literature about the different planets as well as like facts about the the planets so we learned uh, all about the literary traditions uh, like we had Barsoom from Edgar Rice Burroughs for Mars and uh, um, so the kids had a great uh, time, and that led to a uh, um, a company in Italy that wants me to uh, take some of the older games that I did and, and publish them as a gaming product. So I'm really excited about that mm-hmm. as well. That's so exciting, Hercules. Yes, it is. I, I, I wish that there was more time to do all the awesome things. Uh, all, you know, life has so many things that, you know, that, mm-hmm. Time we're given isn't enough, but it's very exciting, and I don't want to miss any of it. Well, and I I hear you, but and you know, and that kind of loops us about around full circle to what we were talking about at the beginning, which is this whole concept of heal the healer, right? So, you know, allowing yourself to, um, you know, to get to the things that have meaning for you personally. Um, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes it's tough because, you know, we're always seeing the greater good of what we're doing and the importance and the necessity of the greater good of what we're doing. But sometimes you just have to get a little rocket fuel yourself and indulge yourself and do something that is literally just for you. So, you know, um, and I, I, I'm, I'm actually getting a little bit better at this. So, you know, I have an opportunity um, this Thursday to participate in a workshop where I'm a participant. I have absolutely no, you know, no obligation but just to show up and, and absorb. And it's a, it's a program on how to prevent and recover from illness um, being yeah. put on by a friend of mine, Elizabeth Bell, um, who will be a guest on the show at some point. She's a yoga instructor and a, and a a massage therapist, but um, so she's got this great workshop on Thursday night um, by a man named John C- 
Kaczynski, and, um, you know, he talks about this from the mind-body perspective, and also, um, you know, he leads Qigong, um, the healing exercise. So I'm really excited about um, being able to go to this, and unfortunately, um, since I can't be in two places at once, I'm not going to be having meditation at the shop on Thursday night. But when I think about, you know, the importance of, of you know, my um, journey towards healing right now, um, I really have to go and, and take this opportunity when it's in my neck of the woods and, and go and experience this for myself. And, and you know, I'm, I'm hoping... You know, of course, now I have to put something functional on it. So I'm, I'm hoping that at some point, you know, if I'm excited by what I learned, that maybe I can get him to be a guest on the show at the very least um, and and learn enough about uh, Qigong that maybe it would be something, you know, to offer at the Dragon as well. So I'm very excited to, to go and, and be a participant on Thursday night because to your point, Hercules, um, you know, there's not enough time. No. No, there isn't. I realize that too with the optimal uh, wellness uh, um, that uh, um, basically I'm devoting more and more time on the show and, and, and that'll help when we increase the days to four days, which is coming uh, very soon. Um, so there'll be a lot of, you know, a lot of optimal wellness uh, programs and also like the political programs. Those are going to go on a separate uh, channel. Um, and uh, uh, there are so many facets to that, but there's not even enough t- time to really explore them. Um, and so I decided to focus on the aspects that have always been important to me and to define them. And then for my optimal wellness shows to focus on that. <laughs> so that's something uh, I'm doing for our audience because there is an audience for it, but I'm also doing it for myself because uh um, I'm interviewing the people who know the most about uh, what it is that I'm trying to create for myself. So uh, all of the conversations, you know, uh, I'm learning as much as I'm, you know, I'm teaching or contributing to, to the uh, program. Uh, so I'm finding that very exciting and, uh, um, and being a participant, you know, being an interviewer rather than being the person giving the, the lecture. Yeah. I, and it's, it's definitely a shift. I mean, just, Tonight alone, I had no idea um, when I invited uh, Jenny onto the show um, that she had such depth of wellness about her. I, I was really floored when I got her bio. And, you know, the universe is, is you know, it's always right on point. And so yes. she, had sent me her, she had sent me her bio earlier, and I had accidentally deleted it. So I was literally, it was unbeknownst to me until, you know, moments before we went on the air that what I was, you know, the guest that I thought was, you know, very one-dimensional turned out to be, you know, an, an amazing font of information and somebody I'm going to connect with definitely um, after the show. And, you know, and here we were talking today about the importance of optimal wellness. And yes. so in the universe delivers, you know, another representative. And I think, I think that's the key is to also be able to start to, um, you know, get other people to feed us right. um, while we are simultaneously feeding the community. 
Um, I think that that's important for our own well-being as well as for, you know, where we're trying to go as a, as a community. Oh, I agree with you, and I agree with the uh, um, focusing on the process of healing. In uh, ancient Greece, they believed that the healer and the person seeking healing were part of the same process, and that one needed the other uh, equally. So the healer needed the people seeking the healing as much as they needed the the, the healer. And uh, I I have several uh, guests or even uh, hosts on uh, other segments uh, who've touched upon this and uh, um, are um, open to exploring this uh, publicly. And I'm thinking of Jerry Hocheck, uh, for instance. Um, He is the owner and publisher of uh, Natural Awakenings magazine. And in uh, northern New Jersey, in in Bergen and Passaic County. And uh, he uh, has been on the show several times revealing uh, things about himself and his uh, journey uh, that many people wouldn't uh, feel comfortable sharing. But he's been very open about it. So uh, he would make a great uh, guest on that uh, segment. Um, And uh, I recently had an author who wrote a book about uh, depression and uh, perfectionism, uh, and uh, uh, he was very open in sharing, you know, that, that basically these were heal yourself type of things, and and how he managed to break through the cycle of procrastination and live a more productive life. So he'd be he'd be an excellent guest on that uh, segment as well. So uh, we have a list of people that you know would love to talk about this. So uh, we're off to a good start, like you said, and the universe has uh, provided them, and uh, uh, this information has come out through uh, interactions. Uh, so that is uh, awesome. Well, and, and without a doubt, I mean, at the at the Dragon, I have over the last two years, I have developed some um, some really strategic healing um, techniques that I incorporate um, the Reiki with the crystals and now with the elements. And um, so I'm doing these pentacle healings um, in you know private sessions with folks and we kind of move in, in the direction that the energy tells me. And, and every single time I do one, um, it's a gift to me because yes. everyone who walks in the door and either wants a reading or a healing is there because I need something at that point in time that I'm not aware right. of. It's only by um, suspending my own control over myself because I'm now focusing on this other person that I learned this very valuable lesson because I'm so distracted um, by what I am providing to the, the person that I'm working with and working on that I put my own, um, you know, rational thinking defenses down. And that's when the healing occurs for me as well. And that's when the aha moment, you know, Noelle's meditation, you know, was something that, you know, sure, you can come in, you need this for your class. You know, we're a willing group. We all love you. Everyone's going to be supportive, you know, for you to do this exercise. And now, boom, halfway up the mountain, I have this epiphany in my life that, you know, I've been, I've been pondering and thinking about every day, you know, um, it's just amazing what the universe is ready to deliver to us when we yes. are ready to accept it. 
I had an epiphany uh, recently. Um, I'm, as always, you know, I'm uh, playing with the law of attraction and with synchronicities and, you know, uh, all different levels of uh, um, the universe that uh, we interact with but don't, uh, you know, pay attention to as much as uh, we should. And it struck me that uh, at various points in my life, uh, where things didn't manifest the way I thought I wanted them to, that in the long term, this turned out to be a good thing. <laughs> and had things manifested the way that uh, uh, I would have liked them to manifest at the time, it would have been disastrous in the uh, long run. And I'm actually grateful uh, that nothing came of uh, those uh, explorations uh, of mine. So it, it had me looking at the things that I am um, you know, trying to manifest uh, today and to, uh, and, and again, I'm a very positive and optimistic person, as you know, and this is, this isn't yeah. born from like caution or, or paranoia or, you know, or, um, but it, it's just kind of like asking myself, you know, are, maybe the universe has something different or better in mind. And maybe there's a right. reason that things are the way they are. Uh, and uh, out of some very difficult uh, circumstances, uh, the best things have uh, come. And sometimes out of circumstances that seemed uh, uh, fantastic, some of the worst things <laughs> that I've had to uh, um, you know, face and grow through have, have come. So uh, I'm not a really good judge, I guess, in terms of uh, um, you know, what I happen to need uh, although I think I know and I can articulate what I know and I could visualize, you know, what uh, I think uh, I need or want, uh, sometimes that isn't the, the best thing in the long run. So um, I'm still working my way through that one, but uh, I found it very productive to actually look back and look to see what would have happened if, you know, and think about it. And, and no, I'm glad that didn't happen. Right, right. And, and, you know, that's part of the, that, that's really just part of the, the overall bigger plan. And, you know, we want answers now. We want to see the whole picture before we make a decision, um, you know. And what you're talking about is really just living in the moment. It, it's, again, a very pure Buddhist concept of, you know, present moment is a perfect moment. It's the only moment that we have. And this breath that we have right now is the only thing that's guaranteed is this exhale that I'm actually having. You know, I'm not even guaranteed another inhale. I'm just here where I am. And so if we accept that and we start to accept, you know, that everything has a purpose, it, it takes a lot of the worrying out, you know, that, that kind of causes all that fretting and all that projection um, that we like to do to try and, you know, create an alternate reality. So, you know, I, I think, I think everything is just pointing in a wonderful direction right now. And, and I'm, I'm just happy to be along um, on the journey with you. I think it's, it's getting very exciting now. Yes, it is. And I lost all track of time, which I seldom do. I was informed by the voice uh, out of the uh, board that really have 60 seconds left. So uh, Linda, I posted your contact information uh, on uh, Facebook. Um, is there any other contact information that you'd care to share? No, I'm just uh, looking forward to seeing you guys and I'm hoping that you stop by 
the Wizard and Witch Festival this Saturday at the Shops at Lafayette and stop by the Amber Dragon booth and make your own uh, magical mojo bag. And let's talk a little bit about optimal wellness and, you know, everything that's ahead of us. I'm looking forward to it. And again, thank you so much. I get a lot out of our conversations. I'm glad we had a chance uh, uh, to chat again today. And thanks to all those at home who've been listening or who on demand. Until next time, this is Hercules and Linda wishing you joyous journeys and amazing adventures. Thanks for listening to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. Join us seven nights a week for exciting programming covering a variety of expressions of faith. And remember, all manifestations of the divine are equally valid.